Hello and welcome to All Systems Go. This is a weekly challenge podcast focused on the Go programming language. Every week we bring you Go language news, Go community news, and we walk through a challenge that we set for ourselves the week before in hopes of expanding our capabilities in the Go programming language. My name's Chris. My name's Kofi. Welcome to All Systems Go. I had nothing clever to say this week. I'm very sorry. I know, and I kind of miss it. So <laughs> I almost feel like you got to like re-record part of this. And well, I was going to make an impeachment joke, and then I was like, mm. probably not a good and, idea. Yeah, that, and that was the only one I really had, you know, in the barrel. And then I thought, well, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip it. I will step up my game next week. I don't know when we uh, maybe we should like reference uh, things like Trevor Noah. <laughs> and TikTok. Yeah. Did you, I was, that yeah. was super funny. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else. If you don't it. know. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard. I was like, yeah. okay. If, if you haven't okay. seen it, you have to actually post or actually put the link in the in, in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Just for fun. I want everybody to go <laughs> look at it. I, I'm a big fan of Trevor Noah anyways, but um, yeah, it's pretty. it was the, pretty funny. That senator's deliver delivery was impeccable. It was perfect, and you know, there's a bunch of old crusty dudes <laughs> sitting there. They're like, "Yeah, well, I guess I, I, I guess I do know now." <laughs> <laughs> right? Anyway. Oh man! So, how was your week? We got a puppy last week, and um, that has torn asunder any notion of any normalcy in our household. So um, all things have all things that aren't work and family have suffered, mm. <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh, it's been good. She is a cute little fluffy bundle of teeth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy week. And if if uh, for folks that are listening that have never had a, a dog or a especially a puppy, it's a lot of work to do all the crate training and making sure they're fed and making sure there are no nasty surprises waiting for you in the house mm-hmm. and all that sort of good stuff. And so that's been that's been taking up my week. Yeah. But uh, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> for me, it's been pretty crazy. I, I don't know. It's just. You have those weeks where, oh man, like you don't know where it went. I know Monday started and then it was Friday. And then I was like, mm, <laughs> supposed to be doing some stuff in between. I had to help my buddy out. Unfortunately, he had a, uh, a flood in uh, his condo. And uh, oh, no. yeah, it was pretty bad. The fire suppression system basically blew out. So I had pinhole fractures. Oh. And uh, I would say it's a total of 88% of the units were destroyed. So um he didn't believe me yeah he didn't believe me and they had to do all this other stuff like containment and whatnot so um i was helping out with that all week and i went to the unit and we had a facetime um because they finally let people go in just to to get some stuff he's like well make sure the door's locked i'm like um yeah there's no door um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's basically everything is like gutted to the studs so wow yeah it was uh it was <clears throat> all my free time was gone uh i don't mind helping people in need because like, like you know he's one of my best buddies so um but yeah that was pretty bad so and that and work and whatnot and you know how it is right so i do i do yeah life happens <laughs> but all in all uh it's pretty cool still on time to learn as much as i could um you know that's that's one of the the biggest things like every day was spent reading learning uh, and doing other stuff outside of the common work 
place stuff that we do on a daily basis. Nice. Um, and I, there's a lot of stuff that I just became very kind of, how do you do this? Like a lot, you know, and we'll we'll talk about a little bit more later on, but yeah, I think it was a lot of kind of work-based applications. I think, um, there's a stuff that we do on our day-to-day basis. There's stuff I talk to my customers with and, and outside of that, you know, some days things overlap, some days things don't, but this was a pretty awesome week for just, um, learning new stuff. So I was pretty excited just in that sense. So all, all, all in all pretty good. Well, last week, um, I took a kick at a slightly different editing process, um, and I'm going to replicate it again this week. So um, a little bit of meta conversation. Um, if you are hearing the, the dulcet tones of our voices and enjoying this podcast, please feel free to um, weigh in. And, and if you thought the older style um, was was more pleasing to your ears or if you you like the new style um, if you I mean if if neither really if it doesn't really matter to you either way that's cool too but feel free to feel free to weigh in and maybe at some point we'll do a uh, an update on the specifics of like the logistics of producing the podcast I know we talked about that in, in the early couple of episodes um, not much has changed but from a from a software perspective and and um, how we're now editing and mastering and, and what that process looks like has changed a little bit and would love to kind of chat that through and document at some point so that folks, you know, have a starting point if they want to they want to start their own thing. So let us know. Yep. Uh, well, I, I know I, I listened to it and again and compared it with like the last version and then obviously prior versions. But for some reason, it was a little bit different. I know that you enhanced some of your stuff on the game perspective because always take time i think it's always good even if other people want to start a podcast and whatever and it's one of those pieces where the little tips and tricks that you learn why not share them with everybody and you know for <laughs> sure there yeah so let's break right into it we got some uh some news obviously uh this is probably closer to where you're going going to get at um obviously we have the goto tech talks uh, coming up, their meetup is actually happening really quick. Coming up here um, on the twenty seventh, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah, if I'm yeah I, I keep missing the Toronto Go um, yeah. meetup. Oh no, sorry, uh, the Wednesday the 29th, My bad. Um, so oh, that's yeah, cool. it'll be Wednesday the 29th. Um, it's going to be downtown uh, sixty seven Moore Avenue. If, uh, you know, it's basically six thirty uh, p.m. to eight thirty p.m. Links will be in the show notes from a meetup perspective. Uh, always hosted by uh, Michael F and Zach G. Um, some pretty good stuff uh, right now as they go through their speakers. You got Eric Richardson. He's going to be going through the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Abdul Ghani, uh, self-initialized fakes and go. Uh, Milad uh, Iranijad, uh, who's going to be doing a lightning talk, uh, dynamic configuration management for Go applications with config. So... Very cool. Pretty cool. Uh, for those of you who are not local to Toronto, this is actually in, or sorry, that are local to Toronto that might think about going to this and are listening. Uh, this is in Liberty Village. So it's basically Liberty and Dufferin. Yeah. So um, yeah, head on down there. It'll be super cool. It's on, uh, they're in the meetups. The link will be in the show notes. I was just there actually there. last week. <laughs> Liberty Village? <laughs> yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that was the other thing as I, was, <laughs> I had to travel to Toronto, um, but you know, so I was there uh, Saturday to Tuesday and yeah. So, you know, it is what it is and there's some pretty cool stuff 
obviously the great neighborhood if you've never been there um and then i just wanted to kind of highlight another thing they do have a channel in the um gopher slack um they have pound toronto or hashtag toronto they also have hashtag go bridge toronto channel um so there's or go bridge toronto and so i'm gonna go join it up and check it out even though i don't live there but whatever not uh (laughs) 75 members that's quite a bit um yeah pretty cool on that side and then uh can go from there but how about you like i mean you're you do, so you haven't gone yet but gocon's coming up the plans are uh, to yeah. go there in may i might actually yeah, be the up GoCon there in may. it should be good um yep. i'm trying to make arrangements right now to go down because it's an easy one for me to get to and i think i'm just gonna go uh and i think that'll be good so that'll be kind of one of my new year's wish list items checked off um get to a con so there's that one but then arguably selfishly i kind of want to go to the go west con uh when that one comes up in just because it's you know somewhere in the west, west. <laughs> so it's a lot yeah. easier for me to just hop down on a two-hour flight or whatever so um but it's all good i did notice um in the uh in the gopher slack there is actually there's a there's a canada uh so for Canadians, we do have Canadian listeners. Um, there is a, there's a, well, actually, I should say in general, um, if you go to the Gopher Slack, there is probably a channel for your country and potentially for your region. So there is a, um, there's an Edmonton channel. Uh, there's also a Calgary channel. And um, we got Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, many other countries. So like, go check them out there. I mean, they, they seem to be various levels of activity. I think it really depends on, um, it, it, it takes some effort to kind of get these things going and actually have like a regular conversation there. And I think, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely getting to this point of Slack fatigue these days. There's so many channels and so many different places to go monitor Slack stuff that, I think it's actually difficult for people to kind of stay on top of chats and participate when there's so many different things happening in Slack. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where I don't know about you, but um, I'm in it all the time. Uh, We have our own Slack channel, even for the other stuff that we do. Um, But, (laughs) you know, it seems like that widely adopted platform for collaboration. And there's a lot of stuff that we, we, we end up doing, but um, it's, um, I don't know. It's really cool, I guess, that we do it. But I mean, the problem is, is to your point, you know, how many channels are you subscribed to? Like uh, <laughs> hundreds, <Way too laughs> like many. hundreds. Yeah. I, I don't know. So either way, uh, I'm, I'm kind of keeping certain things to a minimal. So I'm, I'm only probably going to just, you know, monitor ours. We got a couple others that I'm in there uh, that I listen to. And I just joined the Calgary Go one. That's where I'm at. I'm going to join the Toronto one. Probably the Vancouver one. Vancouver's only an hour away from me, so that's not too bad. And then arguably the Seattle one, which I think is huge. And I know they have a Seattle meetup all the time. Um, so that, you know, that one's not very far uh, for me either. That's like two hours. And I got a buddy who's, who lives there. Well, a few buddies who live there. So it's actually, why not? Um, nice. So then the other one was, uh, I think it was just, for you, there's the Kingston Waterloo Go developers. Um, their last talk was on the in September, but I wanted to make sure that you there was some cool stuff on the um, 
that they posted all, all the things that they were talking about. So they did actually post all the presentations and it's some YouTube videos, which is actually um, pretty cool. And, you know, it seems like there's quite a few people that were there. Um, there was some pretty, some interesting stuff that, you know, a monorepo versus a repo for projects. And then, you know, the advantage, you know, like they were just walking through that. Ian Davidson walked through that. The slides are available. Um, you know, we talked about building gRPC services with Go uh, and the Basil build system. So something I have no idea or clue about. But again, I just like listening to some of these things <clears throat> as we go through it. Um, but some pretty cool pieces we go and, you know, look at how people are or, or what people are communicating. Um, we had another one where they actually, we might want to actually review this one, the inner workings of Go channels. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, and uh, it's a super interesting chat that I want to get through um, by uh, Asad Awadia. And uh, he's my people. Like he, he has... Uh, <laughs> Or uh, sorry, they have in the in the profile here. Um, go developer from nine to five in Kotlin from five to nine. So I think that's funny. Like, that's all of us right now, right? I, I feel like right? there's well, I mean, it's not my nine to five, but you know, there's it, it yeah. seems like there's so many different languages to try and tackle and kind of get to. But yeah, mm -hmm. this is this is good. I uh, this I like how they've presented like put all of their presentations from the uh, from the talks on under one page like that. That's pretty cool. Yep. So, I mean, uh, that's the Kitchener-Waterloo meetup. And then, you know, obviously, uh, they have two sites, too. They have an Instagram page and LinkedIn page um, that are out there. And so I will continue to uh, follow them, uh, of course. And we will post them also to show notes as well. Um, last one, obviously, I wanted to mention was obviously uh, coming up February 12th, 2020, 1 p.m. on the east side. Uh, go coffee house um, in Seattle. They're going to have their meetup uh, there. I don't think that there was the topics that were posted yet. Um, I think they were doing a call for papers or whatever they were doing, but they meet up fairly regularly, it seems, um, or actually have a predefined schedule of, of, of times that they meet together and kind of set their schedule out in advance. Um, yeah, they have a list of sponsors on their page. Yeah. That's like, that's some next level stuff right there. Arguably, I would say that isn't Seattle or not one of the bigger hubs for I development guess. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, I'm like, meh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can see they have a site to join. Um, some pretty cool stuff there. So you can get invites and invite.slack.goabridge.com. Like, I think they have their own chat. Uh, as well, if you want to join their Slack channel, I can get an invite from there. And then there's also the hashtag Seattle uh, channel, which obviously on that side is there. And then obviously read the code of conduct as usual uh, for pretty much everything that people are doing. But they have five planned events that are coming up February 12th, March 11th, April 8th, May 13th. Um, so, yeah, like it <laughs> again, uh, this seems like a very big community. So, um, some pretty cool stuff there lots of people posting and <clears throat> yeah so everybody super awesome it is pretty cool so um so well on to some news items that i think are interesting and i would like to start with one that i found for you i i saw it i saw this link pop up uh oh gosh i, I forget where i actually saw it but anyway um and as soon as i saw it i thought this one <laughs> This one is definitely for Kofi. Um, so 
the folks at uh, Rock, Rocket Nine Labs, um, Trevor Slocum in particular, he uh, there's an article here um, from Rocket Nine Labs that uh, looks like Trevor has written about building Tetris in the terminal with Go. Mm. So this is a Tetris game that you're going to run in uh, in your terminal. And uh, they started the article, really, it's it's building up. So there's going to be multiple articles. Chapter 1 got released on the 18th, and it's really building up from the ground up. Like, here's the data model. Um, here's how we're actually going to create the things that we need to see on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how they, um, here's how we're going to create new ones. And that's where it kind of ends, but there's a lot of code here. There's a lot of stuff to go through. I think it's a it's a super cool little look at some things that you can do with Go. And and maybe it's just um, our bias, because I think you and I have both been looking in this direction for quite a bit, but it does seem like there's a lot of work happening between GUI, um, like actual front-end GUI, and, and Go. Um, so this is going to work in a terminal. So, of course, that's kind of a... Um, I don't want to say basic, but it's a, it's a simple form of GUI. Um, but, but still it's really interesting to see that there's more and more work happening in this area to think and, and to think that you can potentially build Mm -hmm. an application really from the ground up that will give you a desktop interface or some kind of GUI interface and, and use Go for all the things. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, (laughs) it's funny every time you, you send it over, it's, I, I don't want to be like labeled as the guy who loves <laughs> like terminals, but I don't know. Like, I, I think we talk about, you know, very different things and, and there's, I think we have this, uh, I don't know, this notion that we, we that I want, I, I know for sure I want to get into kind of looking at stuff from an IOT perspective and terminals are great ways to just, you know, have easy access to certain things and they're not super complicated, but then, it, there's the other piece like you know <laughs> they, some of them just look cool as from some of the information you can just pull out and and stuff like that and i'm not super creative i guess from a, <laughs> from a web development perspective so um yeah that's i guess maybe that's why i'm drawn to them because they, they seem like they're very doable it displays the engineering view of of certain things but you can get them looking pretty cool but this was um, this one really kind of spoke to me too because I mean it's one of those pieces that they go through creating the project. There's a this is the first of <clears throat> a few parts that they're going to go through, and they just talked about you know how they're going to basically generate the Minos, right? So and it's pretty cool as they go through some of these pieces and how they're going to basically build it out, and you can follow them on their uh, on the actually what's in their site, and you can monitor some of the other projects that they do have. So out of this whole piece too, as I was looking at um, just some of the pieces that they were using or what projects that they were using. Um, and the neat part is, is out of that whole piece, I don't know if you, you noticed too, and it's kind of one of the other pieces where we were looking at um, the uh, the uh, C-View uh, function, which is basically like T-View. I don't know. If, and we'll talk about T-View in a second, but yep. um, constant, like it's basically like the same same piece as we look at like okay well how does their terminal based user kit and in, user face interface kit compare to other ones but um they basically forked the t view piece and added some other components so it would be interesting to see and one of the things i might do here is um uh go and check it out and right now if you wanted to try the demo you can basically go through and just ssh into their um 
they have a publicly available site on a specific port and you can go look at that or there's a recording of the presentation and demo of how to basically use C view. So one of the things I might do because it's them and see what they've also changed and how their documentation compares with TView. Um, I'd love to basically do that little comparison and just kind of report back uh, on that as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of neat projects on on the list for Rocket Nine Labs. Um, one that piqued my interest is because I'm I'm kind of back on Linux. We can talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, uh, G menus here. So yep. one of the if you ever use a tiling window manager in Linux, you're very familiar with launchers. And and even if not, um, you might be running launchers. But I I tend to run into it, especially if I flip over th to uh, i3 or or BSPWM or something. Um, so there here's a Here's an application launcher actually written all in Go that will uh, could integrate into either of those, and uh, and that's also on this page too. So mm -hmm. oh, should mention, yeah, Rocket Nine, all one word dot space, um, and Trevor has a bunch of stuff listed here. I'm not sure if Rocket Nine is Labs is, is just Trevor or if it's a bigger project than that, but mm -hmm. um, there's a ton of cool stuff here. Yeah. So, and then he's got. Um, so he actually did, and this is kind of a good segue into the next piece where we talk about the TV project, because uh, on this one, the reason why I was looking at this uh, terminal UI, I mean, the neat part is he's got a full tutorial on how to do it. And this is, I'm going to be working through this one this week. Um, one of the things I always said is like, you know, just try to use what's there much like, you know, we talked about Vugu and we talked about, um, uh, what's the other one? Figo? Hugo? No, no, yep. Figo. Hugo too, <laughs> all the other Hugo? ones, <laughs> all the Finos, ones. whatever. All the things. I can't remember which one it was, but there's <laughs> all, all all the different ones. But one of the things that we have to focus on is like, even though we are uh, using it, I think one of the pieces is it doesn't take too long to just pull up some sample code, do something very you know simple, um, pull it out. But like it's to make it very interactive and just understand how certain things um, work. Um, it's actually pretty cool as you can combine, you know, keystrokes and arrow uh, keys and stuff like that, or just consume information and then maybe pop, uh, you know, pop it down in a specific way. But it's pretty easy to do that. And then obviously, you know, if I uh, if I if I take the <laughs> the effort to 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 some front end web development stuff, <laughs> shift my focus <laughs> and, and build some stuff out there, but. Um, yeah, anyways, pretty cool stuff. Nice. All in all. Um, we also had in the list, um, and, I, and I think, like you mentioned, we may have mentioned this last week that mm -hmm. uh, our friend John Calhoun has actually um, introduced a new course into the Go ecosystem. And so you can go to algorithmswithgo.com, and there is a free course there from Mr. Calhoun that has... Um, Focus on algorithms and actually started the course and uh, just kind of went through um, a few of the first exercises in the modules. And it's good. I, I, what I like about this is that um, John's focused on providing basically a um, the, the core pieces that you need from computer science, I would say. Uh, although, you know, classically trained computer science folks might argue, but um, the idea is that um, what, what John is trying to do here is show, and this is were really his words is trying to show you um, how to use kind of classically defined algorithms in Go and how would you implement them in Go and how would you do them and many of the exercises that I um, started to go through in the first module were were very familiar to me from 
you know, early days of uh, computer science when I went to school. And it's great stuff because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you reverse a string? How do you find a number in a in a list of numbers? All that all that stuff. And then it gets increasingly more complex. Mm-hmm. And he endeavors to um, not just show, you know, one implementation, but also show potentially multiple different implementations and then the problems with those implementations. And then his presentation style, I just I dig um, it clicks with me for whatever reason. And um, I like uh, I like the presentation. So. If you haven't checked it out um, and you are in that state where you're thinking about, well, how do I, you know, I've, I've started to work and go um, and I've done some things, um, maybe started on a project or built some small things. Like, how do I take it to the next level? I think this is a good building block to really get you to that. Like, you might not use, you're not going to be reversing a string mm-hmm. in, in your, you know, production applications, but those types of patterns really do work themselves out. And as you practice them, as you work through a course like this and really like build the exercises yourself and then sort of um, use the the video to kind of check against like, here's how I built it. And then, you know, John walks through how, how he built it. And then, you know, you, you start to get these patterns in your bones. So, so that when you run into the challenge of a, of a, you know, some sort of new problem, then it, you know, you can you have this sort of library of algorithms that you can sort of pull out or or index and search through and yeah okay yeah I need to solve this problem this way I've done this before so I think it's a great course and it's amazing that he's put it out there for free um, yeah no cool. absolutely I mean obviously he's got some different stuff on the to dos and and a few other different pieces getting started with with the uh, algorithms you notice in there as you go through it and, uh, you know obviously number fourteen Fibonacci uh, numbers. We'll get through that right mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> we were like before it's like i don't know what is this it's like obviously yeah. now we're gonna find out and how we're gonna use it so um pretty cool stuff like that but to your point um i do remember going through a lot of the you know when we talk about like bubble sort i you know and bee trees and stuff like that i remember <laughs> when i was in my uh doing my uh my computer science course <laughs> i was like oh man bringing back memories but um so, oh yeah, you know, I remember taking that stuff and being like, "This is when am I ever going to oh, use I wanna, this?" I'm going to keep like, yeah, exactly, yeah. And now finally, it's like, wow, guess what? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I kind of need that. Yeah. So there you go. And then, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to your point, it's always good to 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 get some free resources. There's some stuff that, um, that we all want to learn. Or this is actually probably one of the cool pieces where you know, I think his point. It's very specific on, you know, even though, uh, you know, you can get an algorithm and do it, it's like you can use any algorithm, but make sure you practice and then apply it to, you know, stuff and try to solve your own problems. Don't just rely on, you know, hey, I did the course and whatever. It's like, just keep practicing that right. because yep. it, I guess that's one of the bigger challenges, obviously, um, with uh, with with learning algorithms and applying them for, for us new folks, um, you know, who haven't really been doing this for the last few years, right? So... Anyways, pretty cool stuff on that side. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. I know there's some sections below that that I think he's going to update because they all have to do on it. So all in all, very good as usual. Super awesome. Yeah. So what are you thinking? Uh, we have a couple other pieces that we found. This is um, just an article that was written in Golang and Concurrency in Production, uh, written by a guy named uh, Stephen Victor. Or Steve Victor. I won't call him Steven. Clearly written Steve in <laughs> as I screwed up a second time. Um, the, sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. In. 
And yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was what comes back to one of the pieces where it's, um, you know, using concurrency in Golang and they're right now focusing on Go routines and channels. Um, but the neat part is, is, uh, this is a very interesting eight minute read, but, um, I think it would take a little bit longer than eight minutes as you go through it because I, my suggestion is going through the actual exercise in doing it yourself um, because this is actually pretty neat as you go through looking at how the application is built. Uh, and obviously they use Golang in the back backend. Uh, Vue.js uh, is used for front end. Docker is used uh, and deploy on deploying Heroku. And then of course, Travis uh, is used for continuous integration. So the neat part is, is these are all different toolings um, that are out there that I think we need to really um, make sure that we're focusing on and looking at because everybody's going to package their tools, you know, or package their applications slightly different or use different tools to basically manage their project. Um, but anyways, I guess the premise behind it for me is just like, let's just go through the basic setup. Here's what you're doing. Here's what your program structure looks like. Here's, you know, certain elements that I care about making within the environment, running through the code, seeing what it does. Um, making modifications to the code as you go through, uh, you know, this is kind of the neat part is when you talk about the continuous integration portion, this is probably something that's very interesting um, as we go through that, right? So um, <clears throat> I think one of the pieces that uh, I was kind of really, you know, focusing on, on on these pieces is just like what the structure looks like in, for, a, for, a, for an application as it gets built from end to end and why they're talking about like building code, testing code, um, you know, those are the two pieces in there, um, and, you know, and it, I guess building and testing are two very, you know, pieces that we should probably look at. Like, here's the actual code, but here's how I'm testing code. I'll run that and then kind of go back and forth and a few other different things. So it's it's very cool as you go through writing the code that you're going to do and I'm going to hard code some elements in from a testing perspective. And then if I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm just going to go back and actually look at, oh no, I'm just going to call it, but it can take or, or, or whatever I'm looking to grab from there. So good, good ways to look at how you build an application, how you separate some of the coding um, in there. That's basically what I, what I got out of it. Um, and how you're building to test uh, the application, right? So as I'm, I'm pulling uh, those pieces on to make sure those portions of my application actually work. Uh, Anyways, thoughts? Yeah, this this one feels like a um, maybe like a a green belt or or brown belt kind of article, if you know what I mean. Yep. Like if you follow kind of the um, some martial arts grading, it's not a um, Stephen's not holding your hand through this one, but it really is a uh, here are the building blocks of my application, and then here's how I built and implemented. Like here's how I built my code. Mm -hmm for this particular functionality and list the code out in detail. And again, not really, not really holding your hand through it, but saying like, here's how, here's how I put it together. Here's how it works. Um, mm -hmm. well, um, and then, um, and then actually wired it up and then here's how we actually uh, run it and here's how it gets deployed. So it's, it's great. Cause like you said, I think it's sometimes difficult to, especially when you're starting out, right. To get, um, to start to see the forest, instead of um just looking at the the rocks surrounding the roots <laughs> and not really even understanding that you're you're looking at the bottom of a tree um so sometimes it's difficult to to get that view of well here's how i actually deploy it in production even though we have all these 
um, projects out there in open source, I always find, I don't know about you, but when I go to an open source project, even if I, like I'll see something and go, oh, it's written in Go. This is awesome. I'm going to go look at it. And then you start looking at the code and you go, Whoa, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm a little, like, you can see pieces of the code. Yep. And you can kind of understand what that's doing, but how it all fits together yep. can be somewhat mysterious. And I know that's partly like how each company does it or how each developer does it. And so a little bit of that is always going to be unique, but um, it's nice to get someone laying out like, here's how I did it. Yep. Um, and then you get a view of, oh, well, that's how a whole application actually comes together, not just, you know, here's the whole forest, not just a, a piece of bark. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I probably should have moved this portion up in our in our in our show notes, which I'll do right now. But um, oh, the ultimate setup, yeah, because yeah. I mean, this plays directly into the ultimate setup, right? So even with this, um, there's another uh, piece that was or something was found um, was written by uh, Martin Hines, and really, you know, this is again, this is another setup for the application itself. Like, here's what I use basically to big it, um, you know, for how I want to set it up. And he clearly states like the biggest struggle for me when starting a project has always been trying to set up the project perfectly. I mean, is there a perfect way to set up a project? I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, you can set it up in terms of whatever practice you want, but like, I, you know, he clearly kind of walks out as like, I always try to set up the best, you know, structure. So everything is easy to find and, you know, imports work nicely and all these other pieces that are in there. But, um, you know, this is, Really, it's again their opinion and how they do stuff and how they set it up. Um, he's got his uh, repository, so you can go there on GitHub. Uh, you know, GitHub.com, Martin Hines slash Go dash Project dash Blueprint, uh, and then we'll help walk yourself through that. But I thought it would be interesting to um, actually walk through this and then apply these techniques to what I'm going to try to do because I think I mention this all the time. Is like, how do I? you know, build this out and create the right structure. And I think that was something that I was trying to focus on a lot more this week and, you know, making sure that you're building the, the dependencies within the pieces and it goes through specifically, okay, well, you know, why should I use go modules? And then, you know, then I'm sitting there going like, oh man, like <laughs> this is how I, this is how I'm going to build it through. Like it's pretty cool. And it right. shows how actually, how, how actually, how, ugh how simple it actually is um, to go through and, and do some of these things, um, you know, as we, we import different pieces and cause here he uses Viper uh, and testify and, you know, he has them as required um, packages, obviously in his, in his, in his, in his program. And then he's like, Oh, well, you know, how do I, you know, how is this populated uh, with its dependencies? And he says, oh, it's pretty easy. Go mod vendor. And, you know, as you can go through that and obviously then, you know, you look at what the actual source code configuration looks like and, walks you through all these different <clears throat> pieces and components. So I think all in all, this may be something that I'm just going to walk through in general. Like, like I'm going to kind of code it through as then copy and paste it, make my comments as I go through and then understand kind of what is necessary as you go through this. And it's interesting as you can go through some, you know, some interesting things where you walk through some of the simple fast testing and different things like that. Um, the other piece that I think we kind of talked about a lot and one of the things I, I wanted was to focus on running, um, you know, obviously containers and how do you build that in there as well um, and the components that you actually need. And he goes and walks through all these different pieces as well. Um, but like, you know, 
anyways, it's pretty, it's pretty neat as you go through and he walks through all the different pieces and, and what's actually necessary as you go through, you know, creating the environment itself, um, which I thought was awesome. And then the other piece is, you know, <laughs> CICD for your ultimate uh, coding experience and it's something that I genuinely want to do more with, um, and, and figure out what that looks like and just use different tools, um, for that. Um, and then it's actually pretty cool. So I don't know. I liked it and it was pretty neat. There's four parts to it. Um, so the first was the ultimate setup, then setting up your GitHub package registry, uh, with Docker and Golang, and then obviously building RESTful APIs in Golang and then setting up Swagger, uh, docs for Golang APIs. So going to go through all four of those it's a four part series and it's called all you need for your next project your next golang project so i'm going to do that because uh, I, I i think it's it would be cool to go through this experience and even just walk through it and kind of building out the like his structure but building like i want to actually do you know what yeah I mean? from so, start to finish yeah yeah, you, yeah. yeah like you never really get the well maybe some people do but like I, I think you and I are similar in that you want to you want to get your fingers on the keyboard building it, and then you really start to understand it more once you've actually created it and seen where things fall down and mm -hmm. uh, the easy things, and you know, yeah, cool, man. So that was that was that, and then I hope to replicate it with my own other project because um, this answers so many questions. <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. Like, I always find these pieces. Like, I, this is the beautiful part about learning, right? It's, uh, there's always sure. so many ways to do something, but is it, it's sometimes it's just a matter of, um, getting down and dirty and literally focusing on how does this actually work? Cause that is the part that's going to make you better. How does it actually work? Understanding how it works. Go through it a couple times if you have to, but take the time to do it, right? All right. Taking the time to do it. Yep. Um, two more articles here uh, that I wanted to mention very quickly. So one was just a, as a conversation that's happening in real time in on Reddit right now um, in the Golang uh, subreddit. And um, user Isen underscore MX started this conversation uh, after actually listening to a podcast that I listen to frequently called Talk Python to Me. Uh, where they were talking about robotics and AI. And um, this this uh, Reddit user says, hey, basically, um, I listened to this podcast. They talked a lot about robotics and AI. It's pretty cool stuff. Why isn't Go more prevalent in, in robotics and AI and IoT? Is there a reason? Um, are there good resources? And the... So this uh, this post will be in the in the show notes. I just thought it was a very interesting back and forth conversation about where we are with um, with robotics in particular um, and hardware and Go. Um, and it's a it's a it's a very long conversation so far. Um, there's lots of links. Um, there's lots of conversation going on, and it's just worth highlighting to say go check it out, especially if you're interested in robotics. Um, there's a lot of conversation here about. Uh, the robot world and go so check that out yeah no that's uh, that's pretty cool there is a lot of uh links uh that were posted um under there one of the interesting projects i think uh that was out there um i'll have to check them out i think we can talk about go robot go <laughs> go lang powered mm -hmm. robotics so yep. 
we should probably yeah why don't we um we should go check this out uh what is this Gobot.io. because i mean we we're talking about like if you think about what they're doing there's 35 platforms that they were they were looking through right so i mean and these are stuff that we should be able to uh easily get our hands on is what i'm saying i think you have some boxes you have adreno boxes i Yes, I'm pretty sure you do. I think you have with some of everything. <laughs> like, not saying that you, you like to buy yeah. stuff, but <laughs> well, yeah. But there's that. I think I'm pretty. I know f- for a fact you got some Raspberry Pi stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I have a BB-8. Hang on. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty excited now. Okay. Huh. Spiro BB-8. Uh, so they actually have a. Is this a is this a module to yep mm-hmm. it is look at that there's a module to actually talk to your BB yeah the Sphero like I have uh, okay so I for Christmas and I can look at them right now I'll send a picture um, I have my uh, little BB-8 my and my little uh, armband that uses the force and tells BB-8 what to do nice um, again I, it was a it was an awesome gift <laughs> great gesture uh, I just haven't really um done anything with it <laughs> i play with it once in a while but now i'm like hey wait a second i can actually use this so that will be a fun little piece and this gives you everything on what to do oh this is awesome okay so there you go so <laughs> some pretty cool stuff on robotics um stuff that you can easily buy at um either best buy or like even apple store i think ollie spiro uh, those things are readily available, and then of course we had a couple of while a little while ago, a couple of dudes who were doing some some work with drones. Um, so it would be pretty cool if you get you know it would be really neat for your house as a as a monitoring thing <laughs> when your kids are not I was home. Just, so just la- that's, la- that's... launch your drones from the garage and does it <laughs> just circles the perimeter and just does a quick check as to what's happening. Yep. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Would be and we're not job. like we're honestly not that far away from that. I have to imagine that there's a there is a you know a, a luxury property somewhere in the world that has that set up exactly. Yeah. Actually it's probably not that f- it's probably not that far away from you, I would imagine. Yeah. And then somewhere in like Seattle or <clears throat> So, I mean, the reason why now I'm getting really excited is because now we look at all the different, um, like, sensors that are available. And mm-hmm. now what, yep. what are you going to be able to do uh, with some of those pieces? So, whether you're building those into, you know, your tools or whatever, but there's a lot of cool stuff that's here. There's some cool stuff on the CLI that you can do. And, you, you know, anyways, good stuff to check out. Um, and this was kind of one of the stuff that was just posted a day ago. So probably we didn't have time to really look at it before it was, it was, um, it was posted, but there, there was the first one, um, obviously gobot.io. And then the second article that was posted was tinygo.org. And then we'll post both of those. And uh, then the other pieces, <clears throat> uh, they had a couple, uh, links on AI. I don't think we're going to get into them right now, but we'll actually go through that as well. Um, one of the pieces is the project that they're talking about from uh, AI or machine learning perspective, and we can go from there. Um, all things that are kind of very fascinating and at the top of everybody's mind right now as we embark on this you know, new path in, in, in computing history, I guess. Where <laughs> it, <laughs> That's an epic way yeah, of putting yeah. it, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, so... Anyway, it's pretty cool stuff there. I think we'll dive deeper on the next piece. I think what I'm going to do is make some notes for the next meeting where, or next 
next podcast. Um, we're going to take some notes on GoBot. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I just want to read through some of it and maybe shed a little bit more light. Because um, to your point, I think this is actually pretty cool. So thanks for, for finding that because that's pretty cool. And uh, Art Golang, it's a good it's a good place to hang out. Yep. Um, Very last thing that I wanted to talk about um, from a sort of news perspective is uh, the latest Go Time podcast was awesome. Um, as usual, they do they do a great job over there. Um, and uh, they had Kelsey Hightower on the uh, Go Time podcast this week. And Kelsey, if you if you're not aware, Kelsey is uh, someone who has spent a lot of time in Kubernetes and currently works for I think currently works for Google, um, but has been around in the um, uh, almost like developer evangelist and enablement. And I'm not sure what his day to day job is, but I've certainly he, he is responsible for a lot of my understanding of Kubernetes, especially in the early days. And uh, and anyway, so he's on the podcast along with their uh, their crew, and it was just a great, you know, as we think about distributed systems and the capabilities that Kubernetes enables, um, it's kind of related to Go, but um, also related to what we've been talking about in this podcast, which is how do you package up your application and actually get it out there? Um, Kubernetes is one way that you can potentially do that, where wherever that Kubernetes actually sits. And uh, it, it's really interesting to hear, you know, someone that has been with that initiative really from kind of the ground level and hear their perspective on where things are going and where distributed systems are and what IT is up to and what developers should really be thinking about going forward. Of course, it's one person's opinion, but uh, but really interesting talk, uh, good podcasts, and uh, it's always neat to hear from Kelsey. He's an entertaining kind of dude as well. So it's uh, highly recommend. Go check it out. It's episode 114. Just Google for GoTime 114 or, or go to the ChangeLog website and you will find it. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. Cool things, man. Um, resources. What did we find? Anything cool? I uh, usually try to find new sites. I don't think we talked about this. Golang Code, Library of Code Snippets. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen that before. Nope. So wanted to make sure stuff that we found that were... Um, that's available. So, I mean, you can go through, they give you examples of, uh, you know, what to type in, um, you know, for example, I'll type in database into the code snippets and then maybe we'll see what else comes out. So right out of there, they have some pretty interesting stuff on, um, JSON web tokens, authenticating hmm. your API, but they also talk about, uh, you know, here's a MySQL insert and get last insert ID piece that came out. You know, there's just code snippets that you can pull out from any of these different pieces, whether, it's like, uh, you know, something as simple as uh, I.O. Um, so it's basically you can type in stuff with I.O. utils, you know, read a file to a string. So if you don't want to go to Google, and that's the other part is what's funny is I, I remember the Dilbert is, was it you? Was it a Dilbert? I don't remember. Did you send it to me where they're talking about developers and it's like, um, there's, I can't remember how they reference it, but I think it was more on the ideas like, you know, developers don't have people. You just use Google, and I'm like, right. and the developer kind of just gives them a funny look, and then walks away silently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stack overflows your friends. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty funny. But like, I mean, the neat part is, is um, I'm a huge fan of finding easier ways to get stuff. Like again, like why do I need to reinvent the wheel? Like we, uh, we, you know, our, our, the, the internet is, is one massive artifactory. Like it's just 
find what you want. It's true. Um, yeah, very true. It's right there. So why not? Why waste time? Like, imagine you remember. I guess for me, it was a long, longer time ago, but when we didn't actually have any of this, I mean, arguably, you know, developers were hardcore, <laughs> right? How are you sharing your stuff? Oh, yeah. It's like, well, you just can't go and look at it. You better actually read it, understand it, and really get, get in there and code it properly. Um, now it's like, well, you can hack together a bunch of stuff, and I know that it works pretty good, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so anyways, um. I'm not trying to. This is uh, this site is cool. I I don't know why I've never seen it before, but it's yeah. it's awesome. I love how it's focused on just go and it's going to give you some yep. hints. You just look for like I looked for encryption. Yep. I did a look for uh, JSON, and here's just some snippets and some w- things you might want to think about. Yep, it's perfect. It's just exactly kind of what you need. Uh, enough to be deadly, right? So, oh yeah. So cool stuff on that standpoint. Um, there's another one from a resource perspective I thought was pretty neat. I, I don't know. It's tutorialedge.net. I haven't really, again, there's really two pieces in this. I was just focusing on a couple um, little pieces in here. One where they were talking about just um, executing operation commands with uh, with Go. So, I mean, it was something very simple, just using OS exec and runtime to basically um, execute commands like true right so um there's a few things Still that have to be developed. useful yep super useful yep so <clears throat> either way i look at it it um it's just little things like that i it's just i thought it was just a really just well laid out site where they gave you just enough in the certain areas that you were looking at um i wanted to look at this before because there's go graphql um and then the beginners mm-hmm. tutorial and then there's some stuff where they rank just here's what we think is like an intermediate tutorial for you. They talk about like Golang Orm tutorial. There's a writing a Twitter bot uh, in Golang, which is pretty cool. Um, the other one was uh, work. This is the one that I was talking about working with environment variables in Go. I, I don't know why that's intermediate, but um, there's another. I, I was like, dude, this was credential handling. Like. Uh, <laughs> like I'm just, yeah. I'm just like, this should be in the beginner section where we have everybody actually doing that, and not hard coding our stuff in, right? Yeah, because um, you're inevitably going to get there, right? Where it's like, okay, right? I need a database credential or an OAuth token or something. Yep. Don't put it in your code. No. Find a better way. No, and that's exactly it, right? So that's where I was. Um, Man, again, one of the pieces where I just look at it and I'm like, geez, man, like just some obvious stuff that I need to start focusing on. Um, and then I'm just trying to figure out whether they have uh, like uh, advanced tutorial. Most of it, I guess it's just intermediate, advanced, whatever, uh, as they go through that portion. But there's some other stuff where <clears throat> we talk about like, uh, I guess, areas that we need to focus on or not we, but like, I mean, we want to get further ahead. It's like, even like getting started with Redis and Go tutorial. Perfect. Um, yep. There's, because I think we wanted to talk about this too, is like, how can we use, you know, some of the cloud services um, and rather than being like ourselves, although arguably I don't need to really pay for it now that I know how to build it all in containers and just package it and I'll shoot it wherever I want it to go. Right. But at yep. the same time, if you want to consume specific services, because that's, you know, what your company and everybody does, um, then why wouldn't you go look at that, right? So, anyways, uh, what do you think? Like, uh, this pretty good, well laid out, some good stuff yeah, to go through? it's great. 
So these, so I actually, I clicked on the second article that you posted here too, also at Tutorials Edge. Mm -hmm. um, both these articles are by Elliot Forbes, who is at uh, JP Morgan, but also does this, I guess, at the same time. That's pretty awesome. Um, and the, the Go Project Structure Best Practices, also a great article mm -hmm. uh, breaking down how you can actually structure your applications. And what I think is neat here is that in this article, Elliot breaks it down and says, here's some... Uh, here's how you can think about laying out your application in Go. Mm -hmm. And then here's some examples of applications like mature applications or applications that are out there in the world that actually use this structure. So you can see how Elliot sort of laid it out and said, put your application together this way. And then also like, here's the GitHub link or GitLab link to go find um, this code out in the world that uses this structure. It's pretty cool. Great article. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So pretty cool on that side. And then I think the, um, what was I thinking about? Um, why was I put, I didn't even know I put the last one in or did you put it in? I put this last oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, so, did I do that? I was like, I don't remember I? doing that. Is this me? <laughs> yeah. So, um, when I was going through the algorithms with go from John, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that's important for that particular course is that to find if you have solved the problem, um, you actually run a test. Mm -hmm. So you run go test against your function to see. And John has actually written. So if you grab his whole um, repo for the cores, mm -hmm. he's actually written tests for each one of the, and then there's stub code for each one of the sections that you're actually going to check out. And he's then written tests for each one of those. So when you finish writing um, a, a particular exercise, you run a test against that. And one of the things very early on in the course he says is, uh, you know, you can just use go test as is if you want, um, but go test on its own, you know, kind of default function uh, is flat, colorless, and, and it's fine. You can leave it like that if you want. But um, John actually recommended this project from uh, John B. Dogan from Google, um, which is uh, it'll be linked in the show notes, but it's go test. And so then you just, uh, you can just grab the module, um, typical go get dash U pointed at GitHub. And then you actually, um, you just run go test, and then it's just, the output is now color as opposed to like, so if you get fails, it's in red, you get passes, it's in green. Sounds like a little thing, but it's, it's super helpful when you, you run this test against it and you want to see exactly where it's failed. You mm. can just pick up the color a lot quicker. So um, kudos to, we've been, I've been praising John a lot in this, in, in this episode, but, um, I continually learn kind of these side things when I go through his courses. And this is one of those things where I was like, you know, testing hasn't really been on my radar, even though it should. Um, and so now I'm actually in the habit of testing fairly well, regularly as I go through this course, but this is a great little project. I just help colorize your output, um, from go test. Awesome. Cool, man. So that leaves us with the challenges. The challenges. How is your 100 days of code go? Um, so um, I would say that... You're at 12% there's like a, me. There's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a feature in Go that I really think is neat, um, and it's called Defer. Ah. And <laughs> the thing that Defer does... <laughs> Uh, is that if you use that function, um, you can actually, you know, defer, 
the the closing or the end of a particular process um, until a later time. So yeah, my hundred days of code has definitely stumbled. Um, yeah, I mentioned got a puppy, and uh, anyway, no, nope. no excuses. But it it was a busy week, and I just I could not get to uh, between getting up, you know, four hours or every three hours or every two hours in the beginning to take my pup out um, during the night yeah. to um, to having a busy work week. It's like having hundred days. Of c- yeah, it's like having a kid again. I remember when I got my when I got Jack. Yeah, and we we got him. At two months, so you're at four months, and I know exactly where you're at, and you're you're like, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's all like foggy and whatnot, and you're like, yeah. whose idea was it to buy a puppy? By the yeah, way, like- exactly. It was so cute, and now <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, and wow, we're we're having way too much fun with her, but it's it's still like, wow, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's it's actually more work than babies i think in some ways because you can start to actually talk to babies eventually and or they can tell you what's wrong yeah these things like oh my gosh nope. there's yeah uh, i'm gonna talk to you when we're done the podcast i'll tell you a little trick that we started doing with the with our our dog the condition okay um because nice um but yeah anyways so yeah and i kind of had a i mean i would argue that i'm probably close to 14 days but i just didn't get into the project mode um because i really focus too much on uh, well anyways i had again <laughs> some life events happen so mm-hmm. so and that detracts time from the other stuff you got to put it on hold but arguably i'm you know during that same period of time every day i made it a point to go and learn and read something new as you've seen i, I you know just going through some very basics where you know i was using actually the actually the go code section quite a lot um, but also just reviewing um, still my tutorials that I was going in there. So it's very basic, but I didn't get to do any big project work. So I'm going to have to double up on next week on our big Vugu work because I don't think yeah. it's going to be too complicated to do. It's just I just didn't have time to sit down and, and focus. It just didn't happen. So either way, whatever, it is what it is. Vugu, we're Vuguing again next week. That is That's the big a, thing. Yeah. I do want to. I do want to get in there because I did really like it. I do like W. Like I do like Wasm. Like everything that I've seen uh, on that standpoint. But I also want to do two things. I want to do the Wasm part, and I do want to do the console. So I'm going to actually use the T view uh, or C view. Mm, okay. I'm going to do a T view C view comparison. Like I don't think it's really that much different. But um, I'm going to load up two projects basically in. Again, we'll talk about our WSL two piece, uh, but I'm gonna load up another environment um, that I can work in, like completely separate environment, and I just don't, you know, have them completely independent. Um, and I'm gonna build. I'm gonna just copy the code over to both areas, make minor adjustments on each of them. I'm gonna build one out with Wasm, and then I'm gonna build the other one out uh, on the terminal side, uh, and just do some very basic inputs, and then. Uh, I'm also going to use the, and this is the other pieces I want everybody to use and go through the uh, project setup. <clears throat> so uh, that was the last article that we we talked about. So like just going through like, okay, how do you want to basically do your project setup? And then the other one um, that I wanted to basically make sure that like building it from a dependencies perspective, the part one of the article that we talked about where um, the ultimate setup and go. So I know it's pretty ambitious in general, and this might be like a two or three week type project, but yeah. the way that I, I think I'd, what I like to do is just revisit Vugu, get a CI, like get the C view console or the T view console going very basic. 
and then build upon it for the next few weeks. Um, but the big thing that I'm trying to focus on is the setup. So, you know, even if I just build it out as is, then maybe I can do other parts, however it is or however I want to do it. But like, I actually want to see, I want a whole project and maybe I'll do that over the next four weeks and just build the whole project together. Um, but step one for me is to redeem redemption as I always do. <laughs> Vugu redemption. That's uh and that's our that's our challenge for next week. Yeah, Vugu Redemption, and then I would like to do um, some stuff with C- uh, TView. I really like it. So, yeah, that'll be fun to talk about if you if you check those out and check it out. Um, so I'm with you on the on the Vugu side. We'll we'll head for Vugu Redemption. I would love to hear from um, any of you listening that have that are currently doing or have done 100 Days of Code and have done it successfully and stuck with it. I think. Um, I have, this is not my first time trying to boot myself into a hundred days of code. And I find, um, there's nothing that, uh, is sticky enough to keep me there. Um, and maybe it's just, I'm, maybe I'm just a week and I, and I can't, can't stay focused long enough to just make that happen. But I would love to hear if any of you have successfully done a hundred days of code, mm-hmm. what was it that, that kept you going? Was it just learning and learning by the end? Was it, did you have a specific project that you were working on? What were the things that you did or what were the the themes in your mind that kept you focused on 100 days and got you to the end? I'd love to hear about that because I, I really do want to reboot my 100 days of code and start the timer again and actually do it because I think um, for all the reasons we talked about before, it's super useful. But I uh, I got to find the right mindset and then, uh, and then get disciplined about it. So if you have any tips or tricks, feel free to let us know pretty yeah. please. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's let's do that. I'm pretty excited in general um, just to keep going. Uh, hopefully, I don't know if you got time, but if you do have time, go check out the, the GoTio talks. Um, and I thought this was all in all, you know, just an all in all fun week of finding stuff for me anyways, as usual, yep. and then getting to use it. So thanks again. This is always fun to do. This is always fun to keep going on. And it's always good to take your mind off stuff and do something that you like doing. Uh, this is one of those things. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful next week. Let's knock down the next seven days let's code some more let's learn some more and as always i'm kofi uhulu i'm chris saunders let's go